God praise, we should bless his holy name, for he alone is worthy, y'all. He's worthy to be praised. Now I want you to say, self, get out of the way. Say, self, get out of the way. Say, it is time for the word of God. Hallelujah. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we honor you in this place. We magnify you. We glorify you today. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, that this is the day that you have made. We shall, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for our helper, our comforter. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I cannot teach, I cannot preach without your help. So I thank you for walking alongside of me on today. Holy Spirit, I thank you that as I minister the word of God, that you release the power of God unto your people on today. Thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me and who loves me. Now, Father, I thank you that you open our eyes so we can see the wonderful things out of your word, out of your law on today. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you today. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding is being enlightened today, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints. And God, I just thank you and I just praise you, God, on today, God. We honor you, we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Man, let's see what God has to say on today. We've been talking about the eliminator, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the eliminator. One who eliminates, one who, that gets rid of, and we um, went in Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Go back to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today, but it's part of what we're going to be talking about, because I believe that God has a word for his people, amen? Hebrews 10. I just love these verses of scriptures because it reminds us of what we already have. Hebrews 10, beginning at verse 9 and ending at verse 12. Y'all Bible should flip open to that. <laughs> then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stand daily ministering, offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I'm going to start today with the first verse. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. Turn with me to Luke 22. Luke 22, and this is when Jesus was in agony in the garden. And in verse 42, we're going to add from Luke 10, 9, we're going to add verse 42. Start at 41, Luke 22, verse 41. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, 
if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Let me say it again. Saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You may be seated. Today, I want to talk about making a decision based upon the word of God. Making a decision based upon the word of God. We see that um, so far what we've been going over is talking about what Jesus done for us. And we talked about how Jesus done away with sin once and for all. So sin is not the problem. The problem that's going on in the world today is people rejecting what Jesus have already done. He was the final sacrifice. He paid the price for all sins once and for all. So he paid it for past, present, and future sins. So anything that you do in the here and now, the price has already been paid. So we're going back to that garden when Jesus was um, going to be crucified. Jesus began to pray unto the Father, and he had his disciples, his apostles there. And Jesus began to tell him, not my will, but let thy will be done. He was saying, Father, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. So when we make a decision based upon the word of God, we're making up one's mind. We are deciding. Jesus made up his mind. Even though he was going through the way he was going through, Jesus already died that day in that garden. He didn't wait until he got crucified to die. He died to himself when he made a decision to do what God told him to do. Y'all got to hear this because I'm telling you something. If you make a decision according to the word of God, God would already give you the grace to stand on the decision that you're making because it's according to his his word but the problem is we ain't made up our minds we are windshield wipers going back and forth Jesus was so in tune with the father even up until death Jesus was going on what his father said and not based on how he feel so when you make a decision it must be based on the word of God it don't matter how you feel it don't matter what's going on around you when God speaks a word to you The decision has already been made. The thing is, Jesus put so much trust in the father. He didn't even worry about how he was going to suffer and how he was going to go through. Jesus made up his mind. Look at your neighbor. Say, you got to make up your mind. Say, it's up to you. We go back to the garden and we see that God gave them a command. He gave them one command. They had a will. God is not going to go outside of your will. So quit begging God and pleading God. When you go on what God says, that is his will. And his will will work every time. So in the Garden of Eden, he gave them one command. That one command was not to eat from that tree. But they decided. They made a decision that this is what we're going to do. Eve was the first one to decide. How did she decide this? With the help of the enemy. How many know that the enemy helps us to make decisions outside of the will of God? Because the more we listen to the enemy, then we're not going to be subject to the will of God. We're not going to be subject to what God is telling us to do. This is why when Job was going through and he had three friends that was talking to him 
And these friends, they were not meaning him any good. They were going on based upon what they see. And I want to tell you, your decision is not based on what you see. Your decision is based on what he said. Your decision is not based on what you see. Your decision is based on what he said. So we have to understand, don't go on the natural because you are not a natural being. You are a supernatural being and your decision should be based on supernatural and not natural. When you are in the natural, you can't get what God has already provided. As long as you walk by your five senses, you're not going to be walking in the will of God. So this is why one of his friends was telling him in Job 22, oh, you must have sinned. You didn't give to the poor. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. But then he got down to a part where he said, if you decree a thing. So what he was saying was, if you're following God's way of doing things, he said, if you decree a thing. That word decree means to decide. If you decide a thing, it shall be established. And then your light shall spring forth, shall come forth. So when we get ready to decree, we decree in because it's already been decided. Did y'all hear me? I'm not going to decree something that ain't already been decided. God's word has already been decided for you. It is what it is. It cannot be changed. This is why the enemy don't want you in the word. Why? So you can't make the right choice. You cannot make the right decision. So when we begin to decree, when we decree, when we begin to speak the word of God, we know that it's already done. It's already established because God, when he said, let there be, God had already decided there was going to be light. So he saw what he said. I want to ask you today, what did you decide this morning? Was your decision based on him or was it based on how you feel? Sometimes when we get um, based decisions on how we feel, we think everything is okay. But feeling is not going to get you what God has already provided. You got to go outside of what you feel. Just like in a marriage, we um, start out dating. And when we start out dating, we should make a decision right then. Is this man or this woman going to be my husband or going to be my wife? If you two have decided this is who you want to be with, then nobody should have to deter you from what you decided. No other man and no other woman should take your eyes off of what you... Y'all don't hear me. This is why we're having so many problems in marriages. Because men and women is coming together and they're coming together based on how they feel about getting it on in the bedroom but you got to understand in the beginning God created male and female in his image for them to come together married and be fruitful and multiply so when you come together with a male and a female you should already decide it before you come together with them that I'm not coming together with them outside of what the word said Somebody better hear this teaching. Because we got some messed up decisions and we're saying it's God and that's why it ain't working. Because everything we decide is outside of his will. Because we decided it because that's how we feel. But when you decide that you want to be with that man, women, when you decide that's who you want to be with, then that's your decision. You shouldn't be looking for no other man. Hello? You shouldn't be trying to go out and date and try other things because if you're saying that's my husband, that's your husband. That's the decision you made. And when you get married, 
That's still your husband. This is why when you look at Joseph and Mary, they made a decision. Joseph and Mary made a decision, even though they had not come together, they made a decision. Joseph said, that's my wife. I'm betrothed to her. Meaning that no other guy can have her because she is mine. No other woman can have him because he is mine. But look at the situation with what happened. When Mary popped up pregnant, carrying Jesus, Joseph looked at it like, okay, I got to get rid of this woman because she don't come outside of what we decided. But God had to put him to sleep in a dream and show him what she's carrying. Y'all better hear me, belongs to me. What she's carrying is what she decided upon coming from me. Because Mary said, not my will, God, but let your will be done. She was saying, according to your word, being unto me. Mary made a decision that day that she was going to carry the word outside of her circumstances. Have you made a decision that outside of your finances, outside of what your bill collectors are saying, that you're going to do what the word of God tells you to do outside of what it looked like? See, you got to make a decision according to the word of God, not according to your bank account, not according to how you feel when you wake up. You got to make a decision to do what the word of God is telling you to do. Jesus made a decision. He said, I would like for this cup to pass from me. How many when you're going through persecution, when you're going through situations in your life, you're saying, I would like for this to end. But God, not my will, but let your will be done because I know you building me up in this thing. God, I know you preparing me for where you're taking me. So standing, I'm going to stand. Doing all, God, I'm going to still stand. Though they keep coming, I'm going to still stand. Because I made a decision, God, on this day to follow what you're saying and not what it looked like. We're following too much of what the world is doing and not what the word word of God is saying. When God give you a promise... Let me tell you something. When you read a promise in the word of God and you get illuminated with that promise, you don't wait till something happen to make a decision. See, this is the problem. We wait till tragedy come. Notice that when a person is in the hospital and the doctors done done all that they can do, the first thing they come to you and tell you is you got to make a decision. Your decision got to be to pull the plug. Or your decision got to be to let them lay up there like that as a vegetable. You got to make that decision. But I'm here to tell you, before the person was even laying in the bed, the decision was already made. I was already up under a covenant. And I know what the covenant said. The covenant said they shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. My decision was made over 2,000 years ago. See, this is the problem. We wait. Until something happened and we try to make a decision and get frustrated and then we feel guilty whether or not we made the right decision. This is why, while you're living, you need to get into the word of God. Connect to what the word is saying. So when things come up in your life, you already made the decision before. Y'all don't hear me. When your body is racked in pain. 
when you're feeling like you can't get out the bed, you made a decision that you were already healed outside of how your body feels. You ain't waiting on your body to get sick before you say, I'm already the heal. You already healed before it got sick. You got to make a decision according to the word. And you got to make the decision before something happened in your life. And in order to make the decision, you got to have a relationship with him. And that relationship is so connected to what he's saying. No matter what come around, you can say, I have already decided. My decision is based on the word of God. And let me tell you about the word. We go back and we look at Balak and Balaam. And I'm bringing this back up to remind you that even in that situation, Israel was growing so much. They was multiplying. And Balaam said, we got to get somebody to curse them. Now, y'all think about this. He went and got one man. Only thing he wanted that one man to do was speak a curse, darling. Do you know words have power? Whatever you speak, whether it's negative or or positive, you're going to receive from what you're speaking. So Balak knew, I just need Balaam to curse these people. And when he went to Balaam, God had already prepared Balaam. Y'all got to understand the decision was already made. God said, you don't speak nothing outside of what I tell you to speak. See, our problem is we're trying to figure out what to speak. But God has already put everything the way he wanted to be. So we don't have to worry about that. Only thing we got to do is make a connection with the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need help. I don't know what to do in this situation, but you're the spirit of truth. So I need truth and you're going to bear witness to truth. So when God told him, you're only going to speak what I tell you to speak. And this is what he spoke. He said that whatever God has blessed cannot be reversed. And and then he began to say this, God is not man. I want y'all to focus on that because we say it so much. God is not man. Look at your neighbor and say, God ain't man. That he should lie. Come on, let's say it again. God is not man. That he should lie. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? Say it don't matter what it look like. The decision has been made. Say you need to make up your mind. God is not going to change his mind. We got to understand God don't change. He is the same today. Yesterday. And for I don't care how many times Rico you go to God. Because see, when they want to pull the plug on you, see, a decision had to be made. But God said, no, it is not yet her time. She still got work she has to do. That decision has already been made because there is life in her because I'm quickening her according to my word. So the decision was already made. How is God, how is people going to know that he's God if you go on the world instead of going on the word? I'm going to ask the saints something. Why you take the first opinion of the world instead of taking what the word is saying? Because you believe what the world is saying more than what God is saying. He said greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. 
I not said it? And shall I not do it? He said, my word is forever settled in heaven. He said, my word is not coming back to heaven void. It's not coming back empty. But it's going to go out and accomplish that which I please. That which I sent it to do. And it's going to prosper. Succeed in what I sent it to do. So if we're focusing on the word of God, we need to say the decision has already been made over 2,000 years ago. Your decision need to be based on the word. If I listened to the world, I wouldn't be where I am today. 18 years later, y'all. We still standing strong. Why? Because I made up my mind. You got to make up your mind. No matter if it looks like it's in the red. No matter if it looks like people ain't paying tithes. I'm still trusting. Why? Because you gave me the word. We got to understand. Our decision. Have to be based on what his word is saying. Not based on what it looked like or how we feel. This is why I'm going back to marriages again for some reason. This is why marriages are so messed up. Because when something happened in the home, you got light and darkness and it don't mix. When light is saying it's already done, darkness is saying, don't you see that what's happening in this house? No, I see the spirit of the living God that's having a sword in his hand that's saying it's already done. So you can, that's why you can't mix light and darkness. You can't do it. This is why we're having so much conflict in homes. And this is what I tell people. When Jesus has already made the way, why are we trying to make the way? If Jesus has said it is finished, that means it is finished. I don't have to try to do something to get it work to work. I only live off of what's already done. So this is why we got to take the word for what it is. This is what Joshua was saying. Joshua was telling the people, he was beginning to ask the people, were they going to serve God? Was they going to continually serve God? And they began to say they were going to do everything God wanted them to do. But then Joshua said, he said, are you going to serve God? Are you going to serve the other gods that's on the other side? And then he said, choose you this day. Now, I want to go somewhere with that. The day that we chose Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Y'all got to understand, every decision in our lives was already made. Why? Because in our spirit, we're full of what's already been decided for you. You're full of healing. You're full of deliverance. You're full of prosperity. You're full of peace. You're full of joy. Everything you need to make a decision on has already been decided by the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords, the only thing you got to do is tap in to what's already been decided. And if you don't want to tap in, it's because you want to be left like you are. Because there's no excuse for nobody in this room to get what God has already provided. And the way you get it is by having faith in what grace has already done. But you got to know what grace has already done. When you know that God has already done this, then you stand on. What God has already done. So our decisions need to be based upon the word of God. Not based on how we feel. How many know we get feelings every day? When people talk to you, it changes how you feel. 
Is that not right? I'll give you an example. A bill collector can tell you if you don't have $5,000 in about three days, then this is what we're going to do. Before you answer that phone, I got joy when I think about. Sing it. How? When the phone call come in, it cuts off. Ain't no more joy. Ain't no more thinking about what he done. Only thing you're thinking about is what they said. But when you're in a place with God and you still get the call, even while you're getting the call, you can still hear the song, I still have joy. I still have joy. And when you get off the phone, you begin to praise him because you still have joy. I remember it was a time in me and my husband's life that when we were starting um, a church and we needed things for the church, and this gentleman had called me. And when he had called me, you know, we was believing God. And actually, I had no concern because I said, God, if you started this, it's already finished and what you started. So my decision had already been made because it was based on him. Though the money was not there, though it didn't look like it was going to be there, my decision was based on what God had already said. So as the gentleman called, he said, do you remember me? And I said, yes. He said, do you remember when you prophesied to me that I told you that when I get money, I'm going to make sure that I sow into your ministry? Y'all, I remember none of that. But he said, you prophesied that I was going to get money. And I said, okay. He said, well, I'm going to send you some money. So I got off the phone. He didn't tell me how much. He said, just look for it in a few days. Y'all, I got off the phone and I began to praise God. I said, God, if it's a penny, I'm going to give you glory for that penny. Because you touched his heart just to give what need to be given. So I began to give God glory. I said, God, no matter what the amount is, I've already decided. I decided before he called. So this is what I'm telling you. Your decision should not be based on what man is getting ready to say. Your decision should be based on what God has already said. So when the money came, y'all, I opened it up and it was $10,000. Come on, it was right on time to do what needed to be done. Why? Because my decision was not based on what I was seeing. It was based on what he already said. God didn't even tell me an amount. God, just let me know. Trust me. And see, that's why you debase your decisions on trusting God, not trusting in what you have. Because what we have would never be enough. Can I get a witness? What we have would never be enough. You got millionaires. You got billionaires, probably trillionaires, but it's still not enough. They still want more. But when you have him, you have everything. That you need. This is why every decision in your household need to be based upon the word of God. Because when you base it upon the word of God, you are not worrying about going back and trying to fix something that God didn't tell you. So when we go into the word, God was showing me even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They already made a decision on whom they were going to serve. And I'm going there with us. When you make a decision on whom you're going to serve, when things come up in your life and everybody's doing things outside of whom you're serving, then you're going to stand on the decision that you made. As for me and my house, we will, we shall serve the Lord. So just because you out doing your thing, then that's not who I am now that I'm in Christ. 
See, y'all, we let pressure come on us because we got friends doing this and doing that, and they're still saying that they're saved and they love Jesus. But the relationship that you develop with Jesus is saying, that's who I used to be. This is who I am now, now that my life is in him. So my life don't reflect that no more. My life reflects him. And a matter of fact, you don't even have to voice it. As you begin to live it, then they're going to know something has happened. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were so in tune with what God was saying, even when this come up. See, this is how you know where you are. They were so in tune about not worshiping any other God except God. Can y'all imagine if we get that in tune, that we let go of everything that we have worshiped for so long and not even realize that we worship in those things. I'll just use a little old me. See, I used to worship my husband like he was a God. But the day I made a decision to follow Christ, I left that man out of the picture and forgot that I knew he was my husband, but it wasn't the same no more. Y'all, I used to follow him to races everywhere he went. They would see bird and mountain. But then when things begin to change in my life, I said, go on about your business. I'm all right right here. And when he come back, I'm still in the same place. Why? Because I was getting to know him. I had such a relationship with him. It didn't bother me what he did or what he didn't do no more. Only thing I knew, I was experiencing something like I never had before. And it brought me peace. It brought me joy. It brought me everything that I needed in my life. So outside of him, I'm like, God, this is too good. So I can understand Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made up their mind, I'm not bowing down to any other God. Because we only going to bow down to the God that we serve. So what they did, when they said, when you hear the music, come on, how many know when you got music, you try to tear the place up? When you ain't got none, you're looking around. It's proven. It's proven. Laying over there beating them drums, you don't hear no keyboard. Everybody is, ah. Put some music to it, it's like we're in a nightclub again. Why is that? I don't have no music at home, y'all. I just have my hands and my feet. And I be making a joyful noise. So when I make a joyful noise unto the Lord, guess what? Everything is moving. I hear music all in my ear. I ain't worrying about if they stop or start because I know who I am now that I'm in him. But when you get used to a thing, that's what you expect. But when you don't have it no more, you expect you can't move without it. Come on, the devil is a lie. So we got to keep it moving outside of how we feel. It ain't about our he motions and she motions. It's all about worshiping him. So they knew. They said, when you hear the music, you're going to bow down. They wouldn't do it. So they refused. And this is what they said. They said, we're not going to bow down. Whether he deliver us or not, we still ain't bowing down to you. They had made a decision. Outside of what was going to happen, that decision was made even before the image was made. So this is what God is saying today. When you make a decision to serve him and him alone, you ain't going to be bothered with what's going on around you. Let me say it again. When you come to Jesus and you're serving him with your whole heart, you made a decision that that's whom you're going to serve. 
So anything that's going on around you should not affect you. Actually, you shouldn't be rejected when your friends is going to see an R-rated movie and you decide that you're not going to see an R-rated movie. You shouldn't be hurt because they're in there seeing it because you said, these are his eyes. These are his ears. So I refuse to allow my God to sit in an R-rated movie and watch filth. I decided the day that I serve him, I'm going to be holy because he is holy. My holiness is based upon him, but my life is going to reflect him. Be holy because he's holy. You make a decision, y'all. The decision was made the day you said I do. Y'all didn't know? The day that you got up here and you confessed with your mouth and you believed in your heart. That Jesus died and he rose again. That, that means that you are saved. That means you're no longer your own. That means that you belong to him. You don't belong to the world no more. So now it's time for you to connect to the real you. How do I do it? Through the word of God. Through the Bible. We connect through what has already been written. I look into the mirror, which is the word of God, and I see the real me. I begin to renew my mind, get change my mind. It's getting transformed. So that's when my life will begin to reflect who I am. And that's when you know I have made a decision that this is what I'm going to do. I'll give you an example on your jobs. The day you filled out that application, this is where some of us mess up. Some of us fill it out because it's big money. Well, that one say 15. I'm going to go for that one. That one right there say 8. I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to try for the 15. But what we should have been saying is, God, you know where I fit. Whether it's 8 or whether it's 15. Matter of fact, if I had the 15, would I be able to manage the 15 if I can't manage the 8? God, I'm getting right now 775. And I'm still not managing the way I need to manage. So how is $15 going to help me to manage? Y'all better hear me. So you have to talk to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. It ain't about the money. It's about where you want me to be. And when the Holy Spirit says, take the $8 job, it's already yours. So you fill it out. You go in there with confidence and say, this is my position. So as you go in there and they say, well, how can you say this is your position? It got my name written all over it. So you go in there, and because you heard what the Holy Spirit is saying, after three months of working on the job, because you set up for eight, the manager called you in the office and said, you know what, I've been watching you, and I believe there's another position that we want to put you in. And that position that we want to put you in, it's going to pay $20 an hour. You know why? Because you set up for the eight. You did what God told you to do. Now he put you in a position that he know that you can be in because you decided on him and not based. Y'all better hear me. We got a problem when it comes to money. I'm a witness. Started out with 335. Went up to 462. Stayed there for a while and traveled on up the ladder to 13. Guess what? If I didn't know how to manage the 462 and going up to 13, when the 13 went down to 8, can you imagine how I was struggling? But then God showed me how to manage the 8, y'all. Showed me 
me how to manage because people was waiting on us to lose everything we had. Three cars, a house, had all of this stuff, two children. But because we depended on what he was saying, because I depended on trusting him with the little I had. And guess where the trust was coming in at? Giving him part of the little. Come on, it's easy to cut some off when you got a lot. No, for some people it's not. Some people get the big salaries and they still ain't giving God none. But when you got little and you still trusting God and you giving him the little, God said, I can trust you with much. Because see, your decision have to be based on this. God, no matter what my job say, you still first. No matter what my bills say, you still first. No matter what the situation is, God, you still first. Because I'm following your will. So I choose to do what your word says and not go on how I feel. Y'all, I'm a living witness, me and my husband. When you go on what God says, you ain't missing nothing. Because God is going to return it to you. It may not be in money, but it'll be in other things. Come on, to have the peace. Even when no money in the bank, you got peace. But guess what? Your bills are paid. Even when you're sitting there and everybody going out to eat, doing their own little thing, your bills are paid and you gave to God first. You should be content. You shouldn't worry about because they're at the movies or they're at the mall. God, I give you glory that I'm breathing, I'm living, I have my health and my strength. I think you already decided outside of how I feel. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they decided whether we live or die, we still ain't bowing down. Can y'all imagine to have such a relationship with God like that? That outside of the situation, you say, I'm still standing on what his word is saying. And guess what? They went into that fire. They made the fire seven times as hot. What am I telling you today? The moment you make up your mind and you decide that you're going to follow what God's word is saying, the heat get hotter. It get hotter. If it ain't with your children, it's with your finances. If it ain't with your finances, it's with your health. If it ain't with your health, it's with your family. It's some stuff that's always going on. But when you decide to stand on what God is saying, it works out every time. My grandfather, and I talk about him a lot. Y'all, when he made a decision, he didn't move. I don't care what you told him. I don't care what they said. My granddaddy would not move off of that decision. And I remember this day. My grandmother was a little little lady, little in stature, y'all, but she was something else. She could get around good, loving lady. She went to hang up granddaddy's overcoat that he would wear on Sundays. Now, she's short, the closet way up here. Grandmother ended up falling and hitting her side on that big, thick bedpost. My grandmother was on her deathbed, and I'll never forget this. She was on her deathbed. Her mouth was blue. And granddaddy would go in there and he would pray for grandmother. But this is what he told her. The first thing he told her, he said, Louise, he said, you got to choose today. He said, if you want to go to the doctor, I'll take you to the doctor. But you got to choose if it's the doctor, it's going to be the doctor. If it's going to be God, it got to be God. Make your decision. Grandmama said, I trust God. This is no lie. That is a witness. Granddaddy would go in there and sing with grandmother. He would speak the word over her. And next thing I know, grandmama come out the room walking, talking, giving God glory. Because she said, I choose 
to trust God in this. And this is what I'm telling you. Granetti gave her a choice. We all have a choice. If that's what you choose, y'all serve that well. If that's whom you want to believe in, believe in that well. But if you're going to trust God, you don't do anything outside of God and use an excuse. God don't need no excuses. He's God. He's Elohim. He is the creator. So whatever he says, y'all, it's already done. It's already written. It's not written to get it done. It's written because it is done. So when you take the word of God, you're taking what's already done outside of how you feel. You know, there's a song said, have you tried him? He's all right. Have you tried? What is it? Come on. Come on, y'all sing like them old people. There you go, Apostle. Come on, sing it. Y'all singing like y'all need know the song. Those old folks are being there rocking with that song. Then they're getting up, giving God glory and healed already. Because they're trying it. In wheelchairs, the songs is going, and, and they begin to sing, Have You Tried Jesus? And they come out the wheel. He's all right. Why? Because they had to try him to know he's all right. If you don't try him, how do you know he's all right? Evangel, if you don't try him, how do you know he's all right? Don't you know your flesh don't want to give up nothing? Your flesh don't want you to try Jesus because that's when it's crucified. So you got to make a decision today whom you're going to serve because Jesus said, I laid down my life. Nobody made me lay it down. And he said, and God gave me power. I got power to lay it down and I got power to take it back up. Meaning that Jesus said that he died. He was delivered for our offenses, but he rose for our justification. But God didn't make Jesus do nothing. He did it because he trusted the father. He knew that the father loved him. So God is telling all of us today, quit making decisions based on how you feel. Wait on the Lord. And if you're not hearing him, wait, wait. And this is the thing in hearing God. This is our problem. We don't spend time. Some of us don't spend time with him long enough to hear him. So when something happened, God, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. You ain't saying nothing. Speak. But you don't recognize him because you're not getting in the word of God to hear what the word is saying. Then when he's speaking, you're saying, God, is that you? So we need to take the time, y'all, to hear God when he's speaking. And when you hear him when he's speaking, you're going to know that it's him and you're going to say the decision has been made. All of my life that since I have been in ministry, things that God has told me to do, it look foolish to other people. Because people look at money instead of looking to God. Me personally, if God said it, I'm crazy enough to do it. 
because I know that's what he said. If God said build another church, I'm crazy enough to build the church with no money because God got a plan in what he's telling me. So it's God's word that I'm dependent on and not my own. Go back to Abraham. Y'all, Abraham was quite old and Sarah was quite old, were they not? But God waited until they got way up there in age where their bodies couldn't produce nothing. And doing that, Abraham had to trust God because he knew, I know what my body can do and I know what hers ain't doing. So I'm going to trust God. The Bible said he was fully convinced. He was fully persuaded at what God said God would already do. Abraham had made up his mind to trust God even before God gave him the promise of Isaac. Because God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. Come on. Abraham said, father to who? Sarah's wound is shut up, it's closed, and you're telling me, okay, I got a slave in here. Is that going to be the one that's going to bring forth? God said, no, it's going to come from your own loins. Come on, y'all. Come on, who, who, who can stand on that? Who can trust that? That's why your relationship got to be so tight with God that whatever God say, you say, yes, Lord, your servant hear you. And the thing is, you cannot connect with people outside of what you believe. Because a worldly-minded person would say, you crazy. You need to go do this. You're going to die in your mess. This is why you need to hear God for yourself and keep it to yourself. And if God tells somebody to connect with you, it's all right. You can't tell everybody your business because they haven't gotten where you are. So we have to trust God outside of what we see. You know what the thing is, y'all? The thing that you believe in God for Negative stuff show up on TV and it even come to your house and give you negative news. But when you standing on his word, you saying, God, outside, I'm believing what you saying outside of what they say, because God ain't going on what I see. I'm going on what you said. God said, make decisions based upon his word and not based upon how you feel. Y'all, our emotions would get us in trouble. That's why we have to hear God now. Don't wait till something tragic happen and then you go all to pieces. I'm going to tell you something. Right now, the Holy Spirit is grieved because Miracle Temple, God brings this in the house so much. Get in your word. Get in your word. Let the word get in you. Quit getting in the word when you having disputes. Yeah, you can get in there then, but it ain't going to settle that dispute right then. But if you continually get in the word before the dispute, then you'll know what to say during the dispute. We get, we get so offensive because we hold in stuff through the years. Somebody begin to tell you something, then your guard is up and you're ready to fight. You ain't been in no word coming up that quick. When you're in the word, you humble yourself. You don't even have to explain yourself. The word is what keeps you, y'all. It is what brings light to a dark situation. If you want your situations turned around, base them upon the word of God and say, no matter what it looked like, no matter how I feel, this is what the word of God is saying. Every decision we make, whatever we make up our mind to do, y'all, we are supernatural beings. It should be according to the word and not according to your flesh. Let the word decide for you. You know, when we go to court and people get in trouble for speeding or whatever they may do, 
Do you know who they're looking for for that decision? The judge. They got a lawyer, but the lawyer even tell you, now this is what the law say, but we got to wait on the judge. And some lawyers tell you, we're going to put it off because the judge just up there on that seat, they're going to lock you up. So we're going to get another judge and we're going to wait on that judge. So let's give it about three more weeks. So during those three weeks, you got anxiety. You see yourself locked up. You see yourself going through. You see all of this stuff. But guess what? When your lawyer, you go to your lawyer, and the lawyer say, "Mm mm-mm, we're going to wait on another judge. And you've been in your word. You say, "Uh uh-uh, I don't need to wait on no judge. The judge I know, he's already made the decision. So I'm ready to go to court. Well, I'm telling you, if you go in there today, you're going to get locked up. Well, I'm telling you, I'm ready to stand before that judge because I have learned that I have already been acquitted. I have learned that I have already been justified. I have learned that I have already been sanctified. I have learned that I have already been reconciled. So no matter what that judge say concerning me, I know who I am already in Christ. I have accepted the new life that I have in Christ. So the decision has already been made. That ain't going to change me. That ain't going to make me because I know who I am. So let's just go on the court. So they go to court. The case is called before the judge. The judge look over all the charges and the judge begin to say the judge that the attorneys say would put him in jail. The judge begin to say, this must be your day. Because at this time, I'm going to dismiss these charges and I'm going to let you go free in the attorney like this. So after, after the, the case is over, the attorney said, come here, tell me more about your judge. All of this come through knowing him. How are people going to know him if they don't know him through you? That's why you got to hear him. How do I know things like this? Because I had a grandfather that told people to go to court. Matter of fact, I had an uncle that they was going to lock up. And the, and the um, attorney went and got granddaddy. And granddaddy told the judge what to give him. His own son. Is that true, daddy? Give him two weeks. He won't drink another drop. Give him two straight weeks. Let him stand there two. Two weeks, my uncle stayed and ain't drunk another drop. Why am I saying the Lord God is your final decision? Whatever he say, that's what we're supposed to do. We're so quick to look at man, and man don't even know God. They can't even call him Jehovah. Can't he call him Jesus? Who are you going to listen to calling somebody ally? You better know who you sitting in front of before you let them decide for you. You better wait on your lawyer. You better wait on your doctor. You better wait on your mechanic. You better wait on it and say, God, you got to send me to whom you want me to go to, not whom somebody else told me to go to. We have to make decisions based on the word. Some people may not understand y'all because I remember my daughter sitting back there. If I had made decisions based on what people told me to do with my daughter, you need to put her in this. You need to put her in that. She need to do this. And she need to do that. I said, she don't need to do nothing. Boldly. She don't need to do nothing. My daughter said, mama, I can't do it. I said, hold it. You're going to get into college. But they say, mama, I need this and I need that. I said, I don't care what they say. I stood on it. And every time I turned around, I was getting controversy. She need to do this and she need to do that. No, she don't. She need to do exactly what she's doing. And the day she had to apply to these colleges, 
Y'all, y'all done told y'all my story. No money in the bank. <laughs> Looking at the college she wanted to go to, I'm like, ain't, ain't, uh-huh. I don't know about that, Jesus. I had some little bit of doubt up in me, y'all. I put the paper in front of me at the desk, and I said, she got three colleges here, and every last one of them say money that we don't have. I said, but you know what? You already know that, Jehovah Jireh. You already know what we don't have, but I know what you have. So whatever you want her to be, I'm going to stand on that. Y'all, the next thing is, this girl back here, I say, apply for every scholarship you can apply for. I don't care what it is. Write them out, girl. She told me, write them out. My baby went and wrote out the scholarships, y'all, and she wrote them out. And I'm telling y'all this to encourage y'all because of where we were. When she wrote out all those scholarships, Aria filled out for over about 10 colleges. Every last one of them accepted her. Even the one that she applied for was UNC Chapel Hill. Next thing was, I said, Ariel, if they accepted you, the money is going to already be there for you to have it. Guess what, y'all? God made the way. God made the way. And this is what I'm telling you. When you decide to stand on what God is saying outside of how your bank account looks, Outside of what it appeared to be, you don't settle for less just because your bank account says less. No, that ain't what God said today. God said, this is where you're going to be. And this is the funny part. Tershana back there asked me after graduation, it was funny. She said, I'm going to ask you something. How did she get a baseball scholarship? (laughs) Baseball, basketball scholarship, and she ain't never played sports. I said, my God. Come on, y'all, God do something differently from the world. Come on. She applied for it and she got it. Some of us try to go for the gusto. But when you hear the spirit of the living God, and this is the thing, y'all, during the award ceremony, me and my husband didn't know our daughter got all those awards, not by a long shot. We knew about two, and they kept calling. But then this man come up there and he said, this scholarship, he said, a lot of people wouldn't get this scholarship. He said, but this young lady has gotten this scholarship, and this scholarship is for $12,000. And then before he said that, he said, and by the way, could the parents of this, do- this girl stand? And I'm like, you go, God. I ain't come here to stand, but of course I will. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then the thing was, I'm going to tell you how good God is and how he stand out. They were Getting my daughter roses, going on the stage. I'm like, oh, look at Jesus. I was just, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because the decision that we made before college was to trust him outside of what people were saying. When you make a decision, come up here, Tashana. Yes, ma'am. When you make a decision, to trust God and do what God tell you to do. And I'm going to tell you what God told me. After all this was over, when I was riding through the campus, when Aria first went there, come here, baby. When Aria first went there, it was funny. God said, now many is going to follow. Where are you going? To UNC Chapel Hill. Look, now I'm going to tell you, check this out. She going with a full ride. Everything paid for. You tell me, Miracle Temple, God ain't good. Say he's good all the time. Everything he do is good. And this is the funny part. 
those things that be not as though they were. I will always say, Tashana going to UNC. Tashana going to UNC. Tashana going to UNC. I will see them, UNC, UNC. So this girl had to go through many interviews. And I remember God put on my heart one night, and I'm just texting her and encouraging her. She said, I don't feel, feel like I've done good. But I already knew, UNC, this girl got in to UNC. Look at God, y'all. God is good, isn't he? And all the time. Guess what? A decision had to be made. And they had to stand on the decision outside of what they saw, outside of their finances. So this is what I'm telling you. There is nothing in this room that you're going through that Jesus ain't already been through. Health-wise, money-wise, he went through it all for us. Except he didn't sin while he was going through it. (laughs) And it wasn't because he was not, um, you know, what's the thing? It It was not because that he didn't have no sin, but he was in the flesh. So when his flesh rose up, he did not sin. So what am I telling you? If he walked the earth in a fleshly body, and when adultery, when women was coming at him, he didn't mess with it because he followed God. With the, you telling me you got to launch out at stuff just because it's in your face? No, you don't. Because Jesus proved it when he walked the earth. He proved it when they didn't have enough food. He looked to the father. He already made a decision. Feed these people. Because I got a father who can. He made the decision when people needed to be healed. Before he saw the sickness, he knew healing was already available. Have you made a decision today? Thank you, sweetie. Have you made a decision today? Whom you going to serve? Because if you don't want to give up you, it ain't going to work. I'm feeling in my spirit. Some people too cute, too handsome, too conceited, too prideful, too offensive to let go of you. But when you recognize these things are holding you back from making the decision which has already been made, you will let go. You let go quick in a hurry because guess what? The price has been paid. You have no excuse. He done given you everything that you need to live a godly life here on this earth. And how you make those things effectual is through acknowledging every good thing in you by faith. Once you acknowledge what you have, you base your decision on what you have, y'all. If you know the words say you have it, the decision has been made. Whatever is going on, so wait a minute, God. Thank what your word says. I'm going on what your word says and I'm going to stand on what your word is saying so Jesus made up his mind y'all way before he got crucified he made up his mind that whatever God said that's what he was going to do outside of how he feel so ask your neighbor say is your mind made up today say is your mind really made up today And I want to say this in the house. God does things for a reason. A divided house, it won't stand. Married couples, if you have a husband that say, praise Jesus. But if that husband is not in the word, they're living just like they ain't. 
Husbands, if you have a wife that's saved and she's not in the word, she's living just like she ain't saved, even though she is. In order for y'all to make a decision, you have to be on one accord. When you're on one accord and you in unity, he's in the midst. Because my Bible tells me when they became on one accord, when they became in unity, that's when the suddenly came, even from the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when the suddenly came, even for the prison, uh, the prisoners to be set free. God said, we got to be on one accord. A divided house shall not stand. So when God make a decision in Miracle Temple, God make the decision. He pass it down to me. I pass it down to you. We become on one accord. And there's nothing that we cannot do for the kingdom of God. But when you think you know everything, it won't work. It won't work. And God is saying there's stagnation. In the body of Christ, because people got their mind on them and not on the work of the Lord. When you are stagnant, you can stop the ministry from moving the way it need to move until stagnation is out of the way. Guess what, Miracle Temple? Stagnation is getting out the way. Because we're going to keep moving and doing what God tell us to do, because I have already decided. As for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And guess what? This is why I'm closing. Moses, he needed help. And Jephro had to come tell Moses he had to make a decision. The decision was, Moses, is too many people you're trying to minister to. He said, you need to get these men. They had to be the same as Moses. You know, they had to be on one accord. He said, let some of them be over fives, tens, hundreds, whatever. He said, but the biggest matters, let them bring it to you. Moses had to make a decision to decide if he was going to listen to what Jephro said, because where Jephro got it had to be from God. So Moses made that decision. I'm saying, make up your mind. Another thing. Third closing apostle, fourth. Make up your mind what church you're going to attend. You can't be planted in different churches. You cannot. You got to make up your mind because the enemy got some people thinking right now, do I leave or do I stay? I need to be here or I need to be there. Where did God plant you? The Bible said whatever God plants cannot be uprooted. No matter what situations go on in the church you're in, it should not move you because if you move, you will never plan it. If you move, you will never plan it. Some people don't like what the pastor say, I'm leaving. Some people don't like what the deacons say, I'm leaving. Some people don't like what the choir sing, I'm leaving. Some people don't like the way the building look, I'm leaving. Some people don't like because you're looking at me funny, I'm leaving. Some people don't like because you didn't say hello today, I'm leaving. Some people don't like they didn't give me a hug like they hugged me last Sunday, I'm leaving. You are mixed up. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He can't decide. He's like a ship tossed to and fro. We got people in here tossed to and fro. If you tell me to do this, I'm leaving. If you ask me to do come to Clem School, I'm leaving. One, two, three, four doors, and I believe that I'm fixed now. 
your mind because you ain't in the word of God to stay steady. The Bible said be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. It should be outside how you feel. You're doing a work for him. If Jesus went on how he feel, he would say, Father, kill him. Kill these people. One day they're offensive. The next day they're inscribed. The next day you hear what they said. The next day, the next day, the next day. Make up your mind. Decide. Make a decision and stick to it. Quit causing division in the body of Christ. Make your decision based on the word of God, not on how you feel. Amen. Amen. Give God glory. God is so good, y'all. Isn't he, though? We give God glory. At this time, do we have any visitors that would like to stand? Hallelujah. Thank you.